Hey, what's up guys? King here. Welcome back to the Plan to Fail podcast. So, why is it that most businesses fail within the first few years? If you've been through school, chances are you've been taught to fear one thing. That thing is called failure. What they didn't teach you is that the more you fail, the faster you learn and succeed. Join me on my journey to uncover the reason why most graduates leave school feeling lost and confused. We'll unlock the secret to finding clarity, direction, and purpose in life. My name is King Lau, and welcome to Plan to Fail. Let me be real with you here. 50% of businesses fail in the first year. For the 50% who survived the first year, 80% of those businesses will fail within the first five years. If you think of it this way, if starting a business was like having a kid, 8 in 10 would die before the age of 5. I mean, that's a pretty high death rate. I know that's a pretty savage analogy, but unfortunately, reality isn't that much prettier. The fact is, each business has employees, and these employees have families they're supporting. Every time a business goes out of business, all those employees are laid off and those families lose their only source of financial stability. Especially right now during the pandemic, these numbers are even higher. So the real question is, why do some businesses survive and some don't? There's really two big reasons why. Because a business is made of two main components, innovation and marketing. The first thing I've noticed that most people would like to blame their industries when things don't work out. The moment when business just gets a little bit more complicated, they just throw in the towel because their solution just doesn't work anymore. So instead of being innovative and thinking of a creative solution to address the new problem, they just keel over and die. While each industry will have its ups and its downs, the key to running any successful business is being able to see the opportunity in areas where most people make excuses and choose to walk away. The second thing I've noticed is that mo while most businesses are good at doing what they're doing, they just can't seem to get the word out and attract enough customers. And we all know that no customers equals no money and no money equals no business. But seriously, most startup businesses struggle the most with what we call lead generation or the fancy term of customer acquisition. It's honestly a shame because these businesses would have done just fine if they had people walking through their doors. Sadly, that's not the case. And a lot of startups just aren't resourceful enough to look for new ways to get their message out. So that leads us to the actual question of this episode. How the heck do you start a business that doesn't flop in the first few years? Most people think it's about having a solid business plan, or maybe it's about securing some funding early on in the game. Others might think it all goes down to how able you are as an entrepreneur to handle all the challenges that are thrown at you. But it's actually none of those things. It's something that most people don't even realize it's necessary to start a business. So what's the secret sauce? It's about why you start your business. Now don't get all mushy on me here. I'm not talking about the warm fuzzy feelings. I'm talking about the things that keep you up at night and light a fire under your ass to get up at 5am every morning without an alarm even when you got no sleep the night before working on the same project. There's one person I have to mention when it comes to this topic. He's a person who's actually coined the importance of finding your why. You might have heard of him. His name is Simon Sinek. In 2009, he gave a famous TED talk called Start With Why. I'll make sure to include a link in the podcast description if you ever want to watch the talk in full. I guarantee you that it will be worth every second of your time. Anyways, in his talk, Simon breaks down this big ambiguous idea into very simple terms using what he calls the golden circle. So imagine a bullseye. Starting from the very center, we have our why. The middle ring that comes after that is our how, and the outer ring is our what. 
While most companies run their business from the outside ring to the inside ring, in other words, they go from this is what we do to this is how we do it, and for the most part, that's where it stops. As a result, you get a very generic marketing message that most people would disregard with all advertising noise that surrounds us today. But most successful companies operate from the inside out. What I mean is they start by saying, this is why we do what we do. Then they go on and talk about this is how we do it. And finally, they talk about this is what we do. I'll be honest, it's a pretty hard concept to explain. So I really encourage you to check out the TED Talk in full for yourself. But the biggest takeaway that I want you to remember is that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. But unfortunately, most businesses don't ever find their why. And why is that? Well, it's not that people start businesses for absolutely no reason. They started for the most obvious reason that you can ever think of. And that reason is to make money. But doesn't everybody want to earn money? Of course, we live in a world where money literally rules everything. You literally can't survive without it. And people will do some pretty crazy things just to get their hands on a few bucks. So how come this isn't a good enough reason to start up a business? Because it's actually a very backwards approach that might make a lot of sense in the moment, but not so much in the long run. And remember, business is a long-term game. You might not even see the money for the first bit. Been there, done that, trust me on this one. Take for example, one of the examples in Simon Sinek's TED Talk. Samuel Pierpoint Langley was given $50,000 by the War Department of America to figure out a flying machine, what we know today as the modern airplane. So how come we've never heard of him before? <laughs> it's because he gave up on the idea when he heard that somebody else got to it first. These people you probably heard of, they're the Wright brothers. But let's focus on Samuel for this story. What happened to him and his funding? Well, it turns out his reasons for taking on the project were your typical reasons for starting any business, to get rich and to get famous. As a result of his line of reasoning, it influenced the way he ran his team. If you can't guess, it was purely money driven. Because of his reasons for to get rich and famous, his team was there for the very same reason. And surprise, surprise, as it turns out, if you're motivated by just money, you tend to show up when you just have to. You tend to put in just enough effort to make a pass and get paid. And a terrible work ethic or attitude just doesn't matter. You think that this doesn't really matter since a lot of people nowadays work just for the paycheck. You don't get paid for your attitude. You get paid for the work you get done. Am I right? So how did this result into Samuel's failure? Because he stopped trying on the night he learned that the Wright brothers figured it out first. And because he was motivated by all the wrong reasons, he decided to give up instead of figuring out how to build upon the Wright brothers' discovery and create something even better. In his mind, being second meant he couldn't get rich or famous. But let's think for a minute. If he actually continued, he would have actually achieved his goal only if he didn't give up. So now we've seen an example of what not to do. How can we do the opposite? Where do you even begin to find your why? As simple as it sounds, it's more complicated than it seems. What makes it even more complicated is the fact that nobody can come up with the answer but you. I'm sorry to disappoint, but I can't give you all the answers. But what I can help you with is to give you a simple framework to get you started. Just ask yourself this one question. What do you believe in? I know this sounds a little bit ambiguous, but what I really mean is, what are the values and principles you live by? What gets you up in the morning? What drives you? Which direction is your internal compass pointing? I think you get the point here, but how do you relate this back to business? Well, I came up with a few questions to help prompt you 
to help you find your why for why you want to start your business? Is it a problem you're trying to solve that you personally struggled with? Is it something that someone you love struggles with? Is it a social problem that directly affects you or your community? Is it a global problem that keeps drawing your attention? Is it related to a belief or value that you have? I mean, every person believes in something like every human deserves fresh water or they deserve to be fed. Or is it a problem you foresee that you can prevent? Or maybe it's something as simple as you just want to bring joy to others. As you can see, the possibilities are endless, but I just wanted to give you a few ideas to get you started. And since I believe the path to success is paid by learning from the best of the best, I want to leave you with a story of one successful company that stood the test of time because they had a rock solid why. So everyone knows a UPS guy. He's the person that everyone loves to see just because he always got some packages for you. So how did UPS get so big? UPS was actually started in 1907 by someone named Jim Casey. He pulled together $100 from a group of friends and opened up a bicycle messaging service called the American Messaging Company. They started delivering packages and messages around Seattle on their bikes. And what made UPS so brilliant was that they started an idea to consolidate packages from various companies because at that time, it was just too expensive for companies to have their own delivery service. He demonstrated that he could be better, faster, and most importantly, more economical than any of the other traditional delivery methods. He constantly innovated and pioneered new systems that paved the way for the delivery services that we use today. Above all, he believed that they as a company represent the customer rather than themselves. That's why to this day, despite the economic marketing and political changes that shape the way businesses function, UPS is successful because their employees firmly believe and stand behind their cause. And as we all know it, a business is everything from the leader down to the smallest roles within the company. Without your why, it's impossible to build a dream team that will take your business to the moon and back. I hope this story helps illustrate the importance of having a deeper meaning of starting your business instead of just focusing on the money. Because if you just focus on the money, it might last for a while, but I'm pretty confident it's not going to last for the rest of your life, never mind the next few years. But on that note, I want to thank you all for joining me for this episode. I look forward to catching you on the next one. Until then, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plan to Fail. If you're thinking of someone who needs to hear this message, spread the word by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. If you're like me, you're probably wondering, what are the first steps to building a solid foundation for success? My advice is to start by redefining your relationship with failure, learn how to embrace it by understanding its importance in both your personal and professional life. To help you get started, I wanted to give you a free copy of my ebook, Failing Forward. This book will give you the tips and tricks needed to help you redefine what failure means in your life and provide the clarity you need to achieve success. Go and download your free copy at planofail.net. Remember, you can achieve the life you've always wanted. Thank you so much for being part of this community. And until next time, stay hungry.